Shalom, today's daf Yomi is Nidaram daf Pedalad, Nidaram 84. And today's daf Yomi, we're going to turn to Pedalad Amad Aleph and go back to a line from our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had said that if a woman has taken a vow that she's not going to benefit from the rest of the world, she's still going to be allowed to benefit from Lechet Shechab Peah Yechol Eyanos, Lechet Shechab Peah. She's allowed to benefit from the gleanings of the farmer the forgotten produce of the farmer in the corner of the field, because that is not considered something that he's giving to her, but it's something that is abandoned by the farmer and open to any poor person. But our Mishnah, but our Gemara points out, that that the Mishnah does not say she's allowed to benefit from Maiser Ani. Maiser Ani is the tithe that one has to give to a poor person specifically. In the, in the sabbatical year cycle is divided into seven years, the seventh year being the sabbatical year. The first, second, and the fourth and fifth year, the secondary tithe called Maiser Sheni is required, and that requires the food to be brought to Jerusalem to be in there, or the redemption of that value of the food to be in in Jerusalem. But the third and the sixth year, of the sabbatical year, a person needed to give 10% of what remains after the other tithes and give that specifically to a poor person. So from the fact that our mission does not mention that she's allowed to benefit from the miser ani, this teaches us that she's only allowed to benefit, this woman who made such a vow is only allowed to benefit from the leket shilabaya, but not from the miser ani. So we see from here that she can't benefit from the miser ani. She can't take this tithe for the poor. But the Gemara says, But we have a contradictory b'risa, which says that she's also out of benefit from the Miser Ani. So our Mishnah seems to say that she cannot benefit from the Miser Ani, but the contradictory b'risa says she can benefit from the Miser Ani. So what do we do about this? So Amar Rav Yosef, Okasha, Harab Elezer, Harabonin. The b'risa, which says that she can, that she can benefit from the Maiser Ani follows the position of Rabbi Eliezer, whereas our Mishnah follows the position of the Rabbanan. And Rabbi Yosef explains the Tanan, because we learned in a Mishnah in Demai, Rabbi Eliezer, only Rabbi Eliezer, says, Ein Adam shame on Maiser Ani shall Demai. A person is not required to designate by name the Maiser Ani of Demai. So what is this referring to? Demai is comes from the words damai means to say we don't know what is this this is something if a person goes and buys something from an amar it's from the person who wasn't careful about tithing then we're not going to know whether or not they took the miser and so therefore one who buys the mai, you don't have to separate truma because we assume the amiarit would have given the gift to the coin, but they would not have separated the miser, which was the gift to the levy. So therefore, if a person takes purchases food from the amiarits, then we're going to say that we're not sure if they took the miser, and so therefore, for that reason. The owner has to separate it, and he has to give trumas meiser to Cohen, and he can keep the rest of the meiser rishon because we're saying, well, he has to separate it. We're not we're not sure if he has to actually give it to the levy, and so therefore, since the levy has an obligation to prove from him to take it, it's called a moti mechavero of haraya, and so therefore, when we're going to say that the meiser ani, the person is not going to be obligated to to designate it as meiser ani of the demai because we're not sure if it belongs to the poor person or not and so therefore in this case 
he's only going to have to designate the Trumas Meiser and the Meiser Shani. But uh, but when it comes to the Meiser Ani of the Demai, he doesn't need to designate it. Meaning to say the Meiser Ani obligation does not apply to the Demai. And so therefore, we're going to say if you follow this logic based upon our Gemara, that's why she would be able to take the Meiser Ani. The Rebbe Lezer would be of the position, Uba Meiser Ani, she's going to be allowed to den- benefit. Whereas the Chamam say, Kore Shem, Ve'en Sarach Ahafresh. The Chamam say, you do have to designate the Meiser Ani of Demai by name because it's the Chamam of the position that un- until all the, the tithes are given, including the Meiser Ani, it's going to be considered Tevel. And so therefore, in the case of Demai, you have to designate the Meiser Ani out of a doubt. But you don't need to actually separate it, you just have to designate it. Because since it's a doubt, the, the owner doesn't have to give it to the poor person. So uh, the Chacham say, so what's the the Gemara's assumption is what is the debate? According to according to the Chachamim who say that it is uh, going to be Tevel, so therefore Kosover Isle Tovasana. They they say he has the the owner has the the benefit of who he's giving it to, and so therefore since he gets the benefit of who he's going to give it to, the Isle Tovasana, since he's going to have the benefit, well Mahanya he's not allowed to benefit from it by giving it to. This woman who's taken a vow not to get any benefit, whereas according to the Chacham, according to Rabbi Yazir, Roman the Amar, according to Rabbi Yazir, who says Korish, who who says Eno Korishim, he says you don't need to designate the Meiser Ani of Demai specifically because Kasavar Sveko Eno Tovel. He says that if you're not sure about it, it's the, if you're unsure whether or not it was taken, it's not considered Tevel, and therefore Leisle Tovasana. Therefore, he doesn't give any benefit by giving it to somebody, and so therefore Sharoelis Nuhi, and so therefore she she would be allowed to benefit. This is a Rabbi, Rabbi Yosef's suggestion about the Meiser Ani. What that this is why Rabbi Eliezer is saying a woman who took a vow to get any benefit from the world is allowed to collect the tithe of the poor.